Well, while the popular and rich girls, while all the daughters of important people and high priests attended parties or waited for exclusive marriage proposals, Mary of Nazareth attended to the animals. She wore the same hand-me-downs and did what her parents told her. After all, she was a lowly handmaiden. Yes, she was a direct descendant of King David, but that seemingly meant nothing these days. King Herod was on the throne now, a descendant instead of those Maccabees, the ones who overthrew the Greeks. The line of David was now poor, lowly, despised, forgotten, replaced. Who needs a son of David anyway? That's old news. That's history. But the Lord Almighty never forgets. No, never. He has remembered his people Israel. He has heard their cries for mercy, just like he did when they were slaves in Egypt or captive in Babylon. But the time had come for him to act in mighty deeds, just like he did before. But this time, he would not send plagues. He would not divide the Red Sea. Instead, he would come down and be with, become, save his people from their sin. Save them from the fear of death. And how would he do this? Hail Mary, the Lord is with thee. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. The glory and presence of the Lord Almighty has left his temple, and it has become flesh in the infant Jesus. Now, wherever Jesus is, we know where God is. And at this point in the Gospel of Luke, he is in the womb of Mary. Then he will be in the manger, and then he will be in Jerusalem and the surrounding country, and then he will be on the cross, and then he will be in the tomb, and then he will rise. And when he ascends, he'll be seated at the right hand of the Father, so that he can be here in the words that I preach to you now, the Gospels, the words that you read at home, so that he can be in his body and his blood, the bread and the wine, so that he can be joined to this water and make you new. How lovely the creator of all things has become a creature so that the God-man Jesus can come down to the lowly, to the brokenhearted, to the sinner, and raise them up, raise you up, It's the greatest reversal of all time. 
The Lord, mighty is his name. He has come to complete his final mighty act of deliverance to die for the sins of all the people and to rise again for the everlasting life of all who believe. The lowly virgin mother Mary is all of faithful waiting Israel reduced to one person. Thousands of years Thousands of years of hearing God's words, his promises to deliver, to loose, to set free. She believed them in faith. Blessed is she, as Elizabeth says, who believes that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord, who believes his promises. That is what makes anyone holy to believe the promises that the Lord has given you. That's faith. And so as Luther writes, Mary's song is a hymn of praise to God who alone lifts the least in this world out of despair solely because he is good and gracious, because he is merciful, not because he saw anything special in her, Not because she did something really cool that set her apart. No, he did it solely because he is merciful and gracious and good and wanted to raise up the lowly. Faithful Mary, whose hymn flows from faithful Hannah's song in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Faithful Mary knew, had faith in God's promise from this angel delivered her had delivered God's promise that she would have a holy child, which in the Old Testament meant the firstborn son. He was set apart. But this one would be called the son of God, not son of Joseph, not son of the son of God. He was God's final, ultimate act of deliverance for his people, for all who were waiting and for all who would believe. Luther continues, Blessed is Mary, not because she is sinless. Otherwise, why would she be singing about her Savior? Blessed is Mary, not because she is perfect or built up virtue, no. Blessed is Mary because she trusted God's word. Trusted his promise. After all, she is a lowly handmaiden. She has been forgotten by society. Blessed is Mary because the Mighty One has done great things for her. The Lord, Yahweh, has remembered his lowly handmaiden, his faithful servant, and has regarded her in that lowly estate. It is all God's mighty and righteous action. God regarded her. Faithful Israel in bondage to Rome, sin, death, and the devil was about to be set free. Yes, the mighty one has done great things and holy is his name. For his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Emmanuel. His name is God with us. He has done mighty things for me. 
And it isn't wonderful until you can say, he has done mighty things for me. Last year, about this time, when I got a haircut for Christmas with a coupon, the woman who cut my hair told me about her life. Um, you know, it's one of those, those times where she's just doing her thing and she's just talking to you. And I just listened. She said she was a single mom. She said life was hard. She said money was tight. She said men had been bad to her. She said that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And I started to feel like maybe I should say something because this woman is hurting. And so I let her know what I remembered from my Bible reading. Ma'am, God's mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation. And that's a promise. Everyone who has faith. His mercy is for you. Ma'am, God has shown his strength in his miraculous acts in our world. He's given us his son to live and be perfect because we'll never be perfect. But he also gave his son to die for us. And if you believe in him, that he has risen and he has done this for you, eternal life is for you. Ma'am, God promises that he will scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts. They will be totally lost and confounded and they won't even realize it. Don't worry. Ma'am, God promises that he will cast down the mighty from their thrones. Everyone who thinks they're so good and so great, God will cast them down from their thrones. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You don't have to worry. Ma'am, God promises that he will exalt the lowly. He has fed the hungry with good things. And he has set the rich away empty. Empty in spirit, empty in faith, and empty in character. He has helped his lowly Christians. And I know that you know that. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has not forgotten his people. Mary probably was the, the, the most afraid, lonely young girl that ever lived. But God remembered her and regarded her. He has remembered his lowly and his faithful servants. And he has sent into action his great reversal that lowliness will be made great by his grace alone. Christ is here for you in the flesh. He walked and he talked and he loved and was loved just like you. He died for you. He rose for you. Believe that in faith. This great reversal continues to act and set things in motion, both now and in this place.
He will raise up the lowly and the humble of heart, and you can humble yourself. He will cast down the proud and the haughty. He will scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts. And that should scare you. And so God in Christ Jesus is setting everything back into place. That should give you peace. God is setting everything back into place. If anything feels out of joint, if something feels wrong with the world, don't worry. You are God's chosen ones. You have faith in Jesus Christ. And he's setting everything back into place. That's salvation. My soul magnifies the Lord, reflects on all these things, and magnifies the Lord. Wow. Thank you, God. My spirit rejoices in Christ, my Savior. This can be your prayer every day, every moment. God has remembered and has exalted his lowly servant. Magnify him. Rejoice in him. He's your savior. For he has regarded the lowly place of his servants. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. But please come. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.